guys, welcome to another episode of the Ali Show, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Navajo Sterling, <laughs> King in the Ring champion, <laughs> 92, 92 kg yep. uh, title holder. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Nev, anyway, how are you today, brother? Oh, uh, good, bro. You too. Pretty you know, busy. Yeah, yeah, I've been real busy. Yeah, I understand. Sleep, it's huh? like Saturdays, like big mornings for you guys. Yeah, so yeah. You do. Um, both kickboxing and MMA sparring as yeah, well. So yeah, like, yeah. Whew, two hours is fine, bro. It's pretty full on. Yeah, it's, it's quite a bit. But <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So. Anyway, Nev, um, before we get into it, uh, for those of us who don't know who you are, could you give us a brief introduction about yourself? Uh, my name is, my full name is Rungo Tehinia Nevaho Hunter Sterling. Um, I'm of New Zealand Maori descent. Uh, a lot of people think I'm like Russian or something. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you actually have the look. I think yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it has to do with the fair skin. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm fair skin Maori. Uh, my iwi is Tifana Apunui. So I'm not like I didn't really grow up in the ways, you know, of the of Te Reo and Maori. But you know, I know where I come from. So that's probably the first thing I want to get off my chest. Um, grew up a pretty like. Kiwi lifestyle, you know. Um, I wouldn't say I had a hard upbringing, or and I didn't wouldn't really say I had an easy upbringing, but yeah, I had a Kiwi kid's life, you know, growing up. Um, grew up in Upper Hutt, Wellington, you know, that's where I'm from. Um, haven't didn't really get into fighting like uh from young, like I come kind of late to all of this. I kind of, I, I had my first fight at about 19. Oh. So yeah, I'm 23 now. I turned 23 in November last year. So it's probably, you're yeah. a big, you're a big guy for 23. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of people say what that. What have they been feeding you? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love food, eh? I'm a big foodie, eh? uh, I don't know, I just, I, I love food, man, so. Yeah, well, um, just wanna sorry, just wanna ask you about like uh, growing up in Wellington. What is it like um, growing up in Wellington? Bro? Um, so I was just in a small town outside of Wellington, Upper Hutt. Um, a lot of kids growing up playing rugby and stuff like that. Was that I mean, what I, you got into as well? Rugby yeah, I mean, because my old man was a um, league player. Wow! And there wasn't much much rugby. Oh, sorry, league growing up it was more rugby. So I was always playing rugby growing up. And I did that from like five years old all the way through high school. And yeah, I don't know. I just kind of got sick of it, eh? Like, it was just like normal. I wasn't really that good at it, but I didn't really have like the passion for it to get better because I'd been doing it for so long. You do it more of like a, just a thing with the boys. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of just doing it because all the boys are doing it. And then like, because you're at school, you know, like when you're growing up and... When you're in those teenage years, you just want to do what everyone's doing. Hey guys, stop letting your body go on in pain and feeling sore all the time, man. Start putting some deposits in your health bank and take care of your vessel. Go get yourself an amazing massage gun from Sharpen Recovery. It's a very affordable and lasts a long time. Highly recommended. It. it probably costs less than five meals outside and definitely cheaper than a pair of shoes. 
instead of getting something that's going to be on your feet, why not get this massage gun to massage those feet and legs? Go to sharpenedrecovery.com and use the code ALICHANNEL for 20% off your guns. Yes, 20%. You can thank me later. So what are you waiting for, guys? Go get yourself some amazing gear. Was there a bit of pressure as well? Like you felt, you know, since everybody's doing it, I've got to do it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so as well. And I was just like playing because everyone was. And there's like, you know, the heavy drinking culture behind it, which is like, you know, not really me, but I was doing it, you know. And then, yeah, I played quite a few sports uh, in high school. I was playing like volleyball, basketball. Picked that up real late, um, basketball, and found out I was good at that. Yeah, because you <laughs> like, I mean, if you think, were you very tall when you were younger? As yeah, well? so I was like, I was like a small halfback, you know, <laughs> size, first five size, like, and then I think when I turned like 15, 16, that was when I shot up. Oof, yeah. But yeah, like me and my brother, because my brother's always been known to be tall, mm. like, I'm, I'm as tall as him now, but um, he was like way up. He was probably like six four, like eleven years Ooh, old, <laughs> and I was like just a little runt, you know. But <laughs> I, I had a late growth spurt, and now I'm like almost bigger than him. I think. Yeah, um, I, I think I think you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> but now, nah, yeah. What was the uh, sorry? What's the age difference between uh, you and your brother? Uh, about three and a half years. Three and a half years. So he's yeah. twenty six. I'm twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. And um. So yeah, and then getting into basketball, like, you know, being a, a tall kid and all that, like, and very athletic as well, you know, there must be a lot of advantages. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like, like, oh, through school, I wasn't that athletic. Um, but I would probably say I've been more coordinated. Like, I could pick, like, you know, ball skills up really, really easily. And like, you know, what is it? Eye to eye. Oh, hand-eye coordination. Mm. You know, I had always had been really good at that and um i think that's like allowed me to grow in so many sports um but I'd, i don't know i think when things got hard and like when i'd play sports for me to go further i kind of like would give up just because of like the situation i was in like i'd be like oh no school school i'm at it's not good enough or mm. you know the team i'm in isn't that good and that's like kind of why i've like being attracted to martial arts because I'm just like, oh man, it doesn't matter where you come from, you know, like, you know, you don't have to pass the ball to the best rugby player, you know, to score that try for you, you know, or you don't have to rely on no one else. It's like, I mean, it's good to have a good team and good training behind you, but at the end of the day, like... It's all you. Yeah, it's all you. And I think when I saw that, I was like, oh man, like me getting into it, I, I saw that and I was like, oh man, like if I was to just put all the effort I can into this one fight, like I could get so much out of it. Mm -hmm. Like I could dominate, you know? And I had that like mindset right from like a beginner, like going into my first fight, I was like, I started training like crazy, you know? And I kind of burnt out, I, I'd never trained before. I like burnt out. I, I think I, I was getting ready for like my first fight. Um, was it a kickboxing fight? Yeah, or? it was a yeah. novice kickboxing fight, and it was like five months out. And I was just like, 
oh man, I'm gonna train the house down for this like every day, four times a day if I can. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, because uh, you know, like you don't know, you're not. I'm not experienced, and I think mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I'm like solely responsible mm-hmm. for the outcome of this fight. Like, what better way? Like, first thought to me was like, what better way to like win this fight is to just train. Train as, as high as, as you can. can. And I like blew out like the Outwork first like everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like held on to that mindset <laughs> right from the get go. And um, yeah, I, I ended up winning that fight. But I just remember like <laughs> me and my friend, we oh he was training for it as well, his first fight as well, on the same card, mm-hmm. and we were just like I think it was after like first three months, we were like bro this is taking ages i don't want to go do these runs no more <laughs> that was real crack up <laughs> but yeah i would i wouldn't recommend that if you're a beginner like but no nah, it was good like we had that you know mm. mindset right from the get-go yeah but, and the discipline to yeah you know stay true with it um but so you know with you know doing all those sports like team sports more yeah. of all those team sports um you obviously didn't want to pursue uh you know that further and then uh, pretty much when you finish studying uh what what were you, like cuz you did you while you were studying and you know just after finished studying you still hadn't picked up fighting yet no what was like your goals back then uh to be honest like when i finished school i was kind of lost there like I think like all my friends that already knew what they were doing, like some of them were going into trades with like their parents and stuff like that. Family businesses. Yeah, yeah. And some of them were going to uni and like, I I was like not keen on it doing any of that. I was just like, I kind of felt like I was meant for a big cause, but I didn't know what that was. And like anytime I had kind of picked up a little bit of hope, I like crushed it straight away. Mm. And it didn't help because I wasn't around like, the best people I was around people like you know drinking on the weekend mm, just partying you know, yeah I'd go away. see my friends and you know that will be you know doing stuff that I didn't want to do and I was just like man this isn't, this isn't me so I think first thing I I don't want to like just sit around waiting so I thought you know I'll go get into like just get a job I moved to Christchurch because um, my brother was living there he was living in Christchurch at the time just working and I thought I might just do that too, you know. I might just mm. get a clear space for me, and I think moving away from my hometown was was a good thing. And moving think, away from that that usual circle, yeah, yeah, and and it was just like just the experience of like living on your own and working, and you know, having to take care of yourself, like kind of like getting into the real world, you know, at like eighteen was just like was good. It was like eye-opening for me because I was like meeting a whole bunch of people at work that had been there for like 40 years and they were just like, oh man, we've been here for ages. Like whatever <laughs> whatever you've got, like you're so young, like whatever you've got going on in your head, mm-hmm. like go for it, you know, like because if you stay here, like fast forward, <laughs> it's going to go like that and mm-hmm. your, your opportunity's up. So I remember that being like a huge takeaway from being in Christchurch. What what were you doing uh, there? Uh, I was just driving, like picking, mm. like picking orders, um, and then I ended up like started driving forklifts, and I was doing that, like just working and just like kind of just cruising. And I remember my brother had said to me, like, "Oh, bro, there's a um, there's like a martial arts gym down the road. Mm. Like, 
right down the road, um, you should like you don't you don't want to play rugby no more, eh? Because my old man wanted me to start getting the league while I was on there, and I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm not really keen there. Not, and, you didn't yeah. have the interest in yeah. it. Yeah. So I just thought, oh, we might as well get into like some martial arts. So I started doing that, and then I just remember being like, oh, this is this is out of it. Like this gym had like a ring and stuff, and um you know, a cage, and they had, like, all these classes. Oh, which gym was, uh, which uh gym was It this? was called, I think it was Academy of Combat. I think that's where Brad, Brad first, first started, started out. I think, yeah. I'm not too sure, but, um, yeah, I was training there, and I, I wasn't really, like, looking to fight. I was just, like, enjoying the training. Mm. And, like, because MMA was quite big there, like, they would all, like, talk about UFC and stuff like that. So I started, like, watching UFC and wondering. And I, the first guy I saw was, like, Conor McGregor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he was real big at the time. So this was, like, 2015. While he was holding the championships? Yeah. Uh, I think he was, like, on his way to getting, like... The first belt. All the, the first few belts. Mm. And that was when I kind of became up, a spectator. Man. And I just remember, like, hearing him talk. And just like the way he carried himself was just crazy. It was I, I just remember being like, oh. "Wow, yeah!" Wild. Like this guy was like going through all these doubters, and they were just like you know trying to crush him, and he was just doing it regardless. And I was just like, "Whoa!" Like I'd ne- I've never seen anyone like that, you know, that much confidence with that fresh. much confidence. And yeah. I remember like staying at home watching um, his UFC title fight with like Eddie Alvarez, I think it was, mm-hmm. and I just remember, like, "Whoa." this is crazy like he went out and he said he was gonna do it he done it you know and that was kind of like like i was really enjoying my training at the time and i just remember being there like sitting at home going shit i want to be like that mm-hmm. i want to be a ufc guy and i'd never even fought, fought. <laughs> i'd never even fought bro like I, I had done a bit of training with like some guys that weren't even my size <laughs> And I was just like, oh, yeah. You're probably the biggest guy. At, yeah. At, at the- <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. But I, I remember like holding onto that like little spark mm. to myself because I don't want to tell anyone. I was just like real embarrassed, but I was like, hell no. It's it's hard to tell, you know, like yeah. to tell people sometimes that yeah. like, ah, it was Because you, you get that little spark mm. and like people just want to shut it out Ooh, straight away. So smash it straight away. I think yeah. the best thing for me was I, I held onto it like within – and I remember like working, saving up some money, being really like, okay, well, this guy, he, uh, it didn't help because he was like, oh, I didn't have a job, you know, I was on welfare, and, like, but I was like, giving me time to train. So my thought was like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna save up heaps of money and go home and start training like every day. And then I like burn through all of my savings. And, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, at that point, I remember coming back home and, um, back to Wellington. Yeah. Back to Wellington, and I remember like, kind of bullshitting my mum, saying like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm keen to like, get into the army. Like, mm. um, I'm coming back. I'm I'm gonna train up for it. Like, get ready for the the, the fitness tests and all that." But I was I was rubbishing it. Uh, <laughs> uh, really, I was training up for a fire, <laughs> and uh, I was looking for a gym, and I remember one of my friends at school. He was into like training and fighting so that was when i looked up um like local fight gyms mm. and i i ended up going there i ended up training at um sunny venethys mm. who was a king of the ring champion i think he won it twice um i just we were looking for another place but we went in there and um 
oh, we went in the gym and I was like, oh, is this um, this martial arts gym? And he was like, oh, nah, but we're another one. If you want to train here, like, like all good. And I was like, I looked at my friend like, bro, this guy looks legit. Like, bro, we were, look, we were looking at the walls and there was like belts everywhere. Yeah. And there was like posters of him and he had like a ring and bags. And I'd, I'd never seen like a ring and bags before. So I was like, yo, like, it looks just, legit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just remember him looking at me. He's like, oh, you got a good build. Um, Would you be keen to train up for a fight? And I was like, like my first day. And I was like, oh, yep. Yeah, keen. <laughs> and Why that was, not? so like everything I had kind of thought about at that point, it all been ticked off. And I felt like I was on my way to something, you know. Was that, was that like, uh, you know, people talk about this. Um, There's just a feeling when you walk into a gym and you see the space. Yeah. Like you would know whether you kind of the space you kind of vibe with the space yeah, or yeah. not yeah and no, i definitely like when i got there and looked around i was like whoa this is it and he like i was gonna like i was thinking of a way to like kind of get the courage to ask him if i could fight even though i had just joined and he just <laughs> asked me straight away so i was like yo yeah like, <laughs> he, beat, he beat you to it yeah bro. he beat me too i was like yo man so yeah and then that's when the whole story of us training up for our first fight it was um, the first, it was a kickboxing fight, right? Yeah, it was a novice kickboxing mm. fight. And I had one novice, and then I remember that feeling just being like, oh, bro, I'm, I don't want another novice. I want to fight the real thing. like Straight to pro yeah, after that. Oh, no, I went amateur. Amateur, yeah. So I went, like, most people have, like, three padded fights, but I just had the one and then just, went, just threw that away and just went straight forward to amateurs, and then yeah i think i had my first amateur and i like knocked the guy out in the second oh. round like with a oh i dropped him in the first and then the second round i got like a body shot oh. and i just remember being like whoa and that was when i first dyed my hair actually yeah <laughs> yeah so i just remember being like because obviously i had that that kind of dream mm. and i was like shit what's the like best way for me to get out there mm. as fast as possible and I was like, oh, shit, if I dye my hair, like, blonde, yeah. that's going to be, like, Chinese whispers, you know? Like, mm. it's going to go through word of mouth real fast. Like, yeah. people would just be like, oh, that guy who's, the, yeah, the, who's the, the big guy with the, guy with the blonde hair, you know? And so that was, like, the goal. Mm. And I just remember being like, oh, like, when I when I done it, I think everyone laughed at me at first, like, cracking up. And then when they saw me fight, they were like, oh, shit, this guy's lit. Yeah, this guy's, <laughs> this guy's for real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. But it, that's the thing, like, you know, you you have a very big um, point there. As much as you can, you want to try to make yourself be someone who people can remember easily. Yeah. You don't want to be just another normal, regular yeah, fighter yeah. who want to fight. Yeah. You want to be that guy, yeah. you know. Oh, the guy with the, you know, people got to yeah, yeah. say the huge guy with the blonde hair or, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. Just these little things. It actually makes a difference if you think about it. It's crazy. Yeah, but it's interesting. That, uh, like, it's cool. You actually had that in mind, like, heading into the yeah, fight. Yeah, No, definitely. And so how many how many amateur fights, uh, kickboxing fights did you have before you went pro? So I had six AMs and I won them all. Um, I got four knockouts. And then I got one title. And, um, and then, yeah, after that, after that title fight, I got a shot on King of the Ring. Wow. It's a funny story. So, like, obviously, when I started training with Sonny, I, this is, because I knew nothing about New mm. Zealand 
fighters and martial arts. I mm. don't know nobody. Or the only guy I knew was Conor McGregor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I just remember being like, okay, um, yeah. Anyways, I I was watched King of the Ring in the I think it was around 2017, and I remember seeing um, it was the 100 kg eight man. And it was the first eight man I'd ever watched live, and that was when I saw Carlos. Um, and, and seeing him when it was like, whoa, like this, this is, looks like something I want to be a part of, you know. And I'd never had a, I think I was training up for my first fight at that point when it happened. Um, and I just remember being like, whoa, this is like, this is mean. Like, what is this? Um, and I saw like his build compared to everyone else's and thought, well, I'm tall. And he, and like kind of lean, like maybe I can, you know, get into uh you know in that eight man mm. real soon what was your what what was your walk around weight at that at that time uh i think i was walking around at like 95 yeah i was mm. when i was a bit younger i was a bit thinner but Lighter, yeah yeah i was walking around at 95 um and i just remember being like whoa what other divisions are there and then i saw the 92 mm. and then yeah so after that the first two years of training was what? that? I'm oh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. That when you saw um, Carlos at that King in the Ring, was that the, his first King in the Ring? Yeah, or his yeah. Second? His, no, his first, first one. one. Yeah, yeah. So that was his first one, and then I just remember telling myself like, "Whoa, I want to be on that too," you know. Fighting, and I just show, held yeah. on to that that thought, um, and then I just remember blinking. Two years later, I'm training. To fight in the same eight man that he's going for, you know. Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. And, and I'm on and all these other big names that I had kind of been looking at mm. on my way up because I had a feeling I'd be fighting these eight guys, you know, coming into the ranks, the New Zealand ranks in like I cleaned through the amateurs, so I knew I was coming up for the pros. And then, yeah, I think when I had fought, I had just become so overwhelmed with the moment that I was like, whoa, this is like too much, you know? Mm. And I remember overtraining like crazy. Like I had, cause I had put so much thought into it. I just remember blowing out and then come to the fight night my my mind was elsewhere you know i wasn't really in there i was kind of watching myself and i was i was like a beat behind as soon as the the fight started and i think after that first round i i woke up and i was like well <laughs> like you're here you're here you're in it like you the, everything you wanted is here right in front of you like time to get it and then i remember the second round onwards i started to pick up and then I thought I won the last two rounds, but it wasn't enough. And I remember going back, like being so disappointed with myself. And I, I remember sitting down in the seats um, 
watching the final and being like, well, you know, like, I don't want to be here again, like sitting here watching the rest of the eight men. I want to, you want to be there. I want to be right in there. And I remember my coach telling me like, you've, you've gotten here so, so quick. I've never seen anyone like start at the top, like, (laughs) get there this fast. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you did better against the first guy than the other, like New Zealand champions Mm -hmm. did against him, you know? And he's like, and you've just only had like six fights. So like, there's nothing to worry about, worry about, stress about, man. Yeah. So was that, would you say that had, that had a lot to do with like the mental preparation? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think inexperience was, was one of them, like being so young, you know, the fresh eyed, wide eyed rookie, you know, definitely got to me. I thought like, cause I was carrying myself like too confident, you know, mm. and then, um, but that's, I mean, I would, I would say like, like being very confident is, is not, and not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I think you need it. Like you, you really need the confidence because if you don't have it, it's hard to pursue these big things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you. No, definitely. It like knocked me da- back a little bit, but I think the rebuild from that, I, I was kind of like, cause I was undefeated at the time. Like, I took that first loss, like, real bad. I was like, man, you know, mm. if I'm supposed to separate myself from everyone else and you've just lost, you know, like, that was going through my mind and I was just, like, beating myself up. But, like, after that first like, I was gonna, uh, loss, I was kind of like, oh, yo, this is this is not that bad. Um, I think going into my next fight, I lost again and I was kind of, like, not as cut up about it. You, you, would you say you you had learned to better process yeah 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 i was the loss and yeah yeah so i think i lost two fights in a row by decision and then after that something changed for me mentally and the way i was fighting as i more became more aggressive um i used to like fight on the back foot and like try to look pretty all the time mm. i still try to like not get hit and all of that but um, going into every fight after that, I started winning a whole lot more, mm. being a little bit more aggressive. Um, and then, yeah, the next thing I know, I'm like training up again for the next eight man. <laughs> and wow. I just remember telling myself I wasn't going to lose like any of these rounds, you know, I'm, I'm coming for it. And then I was treating it like, oh, it's not, don't, don't be so, don't hold it up to one big thing you know it's just another fight it's not this is the fight game you know it's just another fight it's not the end of the world like it was the two years before <laughs> that, you know? so yeah i think when they when i matured you know and became a little bit more experienced from those other fights i you know ended up cleaning through you know and that was that was me that was awesome were there um, any people you worked with to help you, like, you know, get yourself mentally prepared and stuff yeah, like that, have um, a better thought process? Yeah, my coach back home, the Lion Pit, um, Atta Fakalulu, shout out to him. Um, yeah, he he was awesome, man. He, he helped, you know, bring me up to the person that I am. Um, he would not, like, feed me what you wanted to hear. You know, I think that's a bad thing. Um, 
it's like when you when you always when you get a coach or someone always feeds you what you want to hear you know yeah, like smoke up your ass. yeah yeah or just people in general you know like because you hear it a lot like mm. like your spectators your fans you know they're like bro you're gonna smash up gonna, mm. you gotta block all that noise out and that's what he told me to do and i went out there and just blocked all of that out and just focused you know on the fight um for me gearing up getting into like that flow state um Curtis Weeks, mm. I think, yeah, yes. yeah, he, he our guest, me out. Uh, Mr. Curtis Weeks, yeah, had yeah. Him on as well. So he he was awesome. So just working with him, you know, just having like a general chat, we just like we're going over like his pillar system, um, and he was like just trying to show me like the certain steps or things you need to do. The process, just out, yeah. outside of fighting and. And he said, like, he's like, not consciously, you're like, you're doing, you're doing all this stuff already, you know. Like, he was just like, you've already got it. Now it's just, um, just visualizing it and letting it all go. And then he would just talk me through it. And yeah, it's, the it's like, tuning yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, it's it's out of it, you know, like, because I'd never done anything like that before. But it's good, you know. Definitely gave me like that mental edge going into it. And I think he done his podcast with you yeah. the day of the eight man. Yeah, so. the day of of the eight man yeah, was actually yeah. um he came he came over to uh, he was down in Auckland and then um uh, he said after the podcast he said oh I got to shoot off uh, um to be with the boys with you and yeah, uh, yeah. another one of the, uh, your teammates uh, before your fight and um I was like well I didn't know that he you know it was going to be on the day like we planned it in advance but then uh yeah it was only after that i found us like oh shit yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he uh he actually told me he came down um the whole team from the lion pit came down um that was really cool he told he told me about use as well and uh yeah man and it was really interesting to you know to have like you know when you had i was there uh, watching yeah. uh, the fights live as well to have someone talk to you about it and then to go to the event and then yeah. watch it. Like, yeah. You know, no. it's just to have that in my head. That was so cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a crazy atmosphere. And he's definitely a very, um, you know, talking about Curtis Weeks, he's definitely a very genuine. Yeah. He's a very nice guy. And, uh, you know, I just like how he's very straightforward as yeah. well. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like me and Curtis work really well. Because we like relate on so many levels, you know. It's, he just has awesome. he just has his thing. He can connect with people. Yeah, well, he can. Bro. Yeah, I reckon I connected with him well. Like, even though, you know, we hadn't known each other for mm. that long. Very relatable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like his life experiences and all that stuff. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I just wanted to go rewind back a little bit. Um. You know. Uh, we from like you know competing on that king in the ring so when i understand the first fight that you ever had you actually got attacked by a gang is that correct yeah yeah so <laughs> funny funny thing was um yeah obviously growing up in upper heart uh in my school there was like loads of fights you know fights all the time and growing up that's pretty much like quite normal yeah <laughs> oh yeah i mean everyone's probably gone through it but i mean everyone and my circle of friends were, were getting into like fights and, and I'd never been in an actual fight. No one ever wanted to fight me or, and, or anything like, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, yeah. But I remember my friends getting into fights and then being like, Oh, you know, I don't want to look like a bitch of mm. all these guys, um, fight. And I was kind of scared 
So I actually started training with these karate guys um, in a school hall at like 15. Um, and they were just like hitting pads kind of and stuff like that and like doing some Muay Thai techniques. So I ended up doing a bit of that, um, tried sparring and I didn't like it at all. Like I got smashed. I think I was went with some guys that were a bit too good and, and I, I kind of stopped going to there. And yeah, I just remember coming home from like a party. Um, yeah, this, sorry, that can be quite demoralizing as well. Like that is why like, I think when usually when people step into gyms and they start training and stuff, like the good coaches will not let them spar for a while yeah, yeah. till they get to a certain level. Yeah. Or if they do, they're very careful that who they let them spar with. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, you know what you said, that can be very demoralizing. Yeah, yeah, and you it know. was. It can... You just get a hide, like, you keep sparring. You, you don't have enough tools yet. Yeah, yeah. Keep getting a hiding, and you're like, man, why do I suck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, I was training in a school hall, so... <laughs> it was probably, like, quite old school, but... I mean, yeah, I... I didn't didn't sit well with me. I kind of was like, oh man, I'm not mm. fighting now. And like my all my friends like see me now, they're like, bro, this is out of it. You know, <laughs> I never would have thought you were a fighter. You know, never would have expected yeah. it. <laughs> um, yeah. So fast forward to the party you're walking. Yeah, yeah. So we're walking back, and I just remember um, this guy was like being pretty drunk and disorderly, you know, and he he started like yapping off to one of my friends, and then. I tried to break it up initially because this guy was huge. He was massive. And I just remember like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> bro, we don't want no trouble. And this guy just went swinging. Oh. And he just like clipped one of my friends and then we all just, I was like, it's like a fight or flight moment. Like, yeah. it hit me. And I was like, oh, these guys are going to try and take us out. So I remember, and then we were just kids, you know, like these guys are grown men, but I was like, oh, well. And then all these like, you know, members come out from the wherever they were and they were just like i just remember seeing five attackers my this is like my first actual fight like there's about five guys in front of me and i just like oh shit. started swinging and then i remember getting dropped and like beaten on the ground and i remember waking up like down the road a bit like going whoa what's going on and i had like blood all over me and that was like my first ever fight experience and i thought to myself like well that was like the worst of the worst you know like nothing that was not could be, cool at all that nothing could be ever worse than that and everything you're scared of like it's all gone now mm. you know so that was probably like the one positive i took away from it and then when i did come back to start training for fights i was like they're not scared anymore you know it was you already got the worst yeah <laughs> i was like man was, getting attacked know. by multiple people or multiple yeah. guys like <laughs> yeah multiple men at a <sighs> teenage uh years you know mm. it's crazy <laughs> yeah it is bro it is like i know what you mean like yeah i mean you think if you think about it like you know getting attacked by you know multiple people it's it's not gonna be nowhere as bad as like fighting one guy yeah yeah know? and but it's like it's shit like why you know that people still like do this sort of stuff like you know multiple guys you know a whole gang a whole yeah. gang a whole group of guys like like beating up one person kind of thing like i it just doesn't sit right with me like for me i think that if people genuinely have a problem and they want to i would always want to have a diplomatic yeah. solution like there's, oh, there's not a need to fight unless you know you're fighting yeah. professionally or whatever 
But like, if we have a disagreement and you know, it's, we there's all the best way is always to try to talk it out. Okay, if it doesn't work out, you want to you know talk with your fists. Okay, fine. You know, like, <laughs> but it's like a one on one. It's fair, bro. You know, yeah. and you settle it like you know, like. I don't want to say suddenly like, man, that's not the best uh, example yeah. to be putting out. But like, you know, going back to... Yeah, old. I think it's just now it's just on my experience now. Um, just You just got to take it. Mm. You know? It's like, cool, you know. Because I feel like pity for this guy because yeah. he, he's angry or something. It, it stems from insecurity or something. I don't know. Um, but I think, you know, every fighter you meet is like pretty, you know, they know they got themselves. So... Mm. There's no need to for it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, everyone I've met has been the nicest guys ever. Yeah, it's, it's killers, so, eh? yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> like the, you know, the the real tough, you know, the real, like people who act tough and all that, like in a group, and then when they're alone, it's like completely different. Yeah, yeah. And then you meet like this crazy fighters, you know, absolute killers, and they're like the most humble, friendliest, nicest people you could meet. Yeah. And you're like, man, what is this? It doesn't add up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nah, definitely. I, mm. I think so too. And so definitely there was a, you know, you, you took a lot uh, away from from like that experience, um, which, which is crazy because it could be, you know, for some people, they might be on the other end of the spectrum, like that might be, very traumatizing. Yeah. And then, you know, they might just avoid conflict altogether for yeah. the rest of their life. Like, that could scar, if you think about it, man. Like, that could really scar people for life. Yeah. You know, you, you hear people who've had stories of getting bullied and, and shit like that when they're younger. And if they don't, I think if they don't have the right mentality or, you know, they don't have the right people around them. Yeah. Then they can go down the other path, which is, yeah, and then you have you also have things like you know how there's like a big uh, there's a very high rate of youth suicide and yeah like, no definitely it sucks bro like you know especially um you know like high school kids yeah because yeah, I remember that was like the thing you know it's like that whole um, I don't know if it's uh, toxic masculinity mm. I think that's what it's called yes. they're calling it now um where there's these guys are just, you know, kind of forced into it. It's like, oh, bro, you don't want to fight. Like, are you a bitch or something? You mm. know, like, they... Is that, is that perception that if you don't want to fight, you're a bitch or... You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like... a weak guy or like... Yeah, I mean, because that's why I thought I needed to get into a fight, you know, because mm. all my friends were doing it. And, you know, that's bad in itself. You know, I could have lost my life then. Exactly. You know bro. what I mean? So... And like, you know, you hear a lot of stories of like, not only... Um, like people fight out on the streets but like professional fighters died from fighting like you know what's worse if you don't know how to fight properly and like you know you don't stop the fight you know you get knocked out you're already concussed yeah and then people are like hammering you yeah. while hit you're the concussed concrete, eh? like, yeah you see like bounces you know, the worst one is like when people fall and you know you hit the back of your head on the on the ground and like yeah, you're, you're still getting kicked yeah. and shit yeah, first thing they'll do they'll, 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 they'll come for your head bro yeah, they'll yeah. kick your head and shit like that like that's crazy bro you think about it <laughs> yeah. you know just like which is I just had this conversation the um uh, the other day with someone I can't remember who but tell me what you think about it I feel that all kids should learn martial arts in school yeah boys and girls bro yeah I think um, it's good eh like I think you just learn something. Uh, it must be like an ego something mm. or 
like you just don't want to fight no one you know when you because one you're like kind of releasing it like all that you have an avenue to release yeah it. you have an avenue to release it and then not only that like you become more discipline i think the, yeah, yeah. The one one of the biggest takeaways from martial arts is like discipline you know like what you said and if you think about it this way how i see it is bullying happens when someone who knows how to maybe not maybe they might not be the best fighter but they know how to fight a little bit yeah. so they have this knowledge and they have the skill and usually they would a bully would not attack someone who knows how to fight. Yeah. If you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would attack the people who don't know how to fight, you know, might be, uh, you know, less physically um, strong or, you know, yeah, or, yeah. you know, slightly weaker or whatever. That's usually when it happens. But now if you have everybody on an even playing field. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like it stems from insecurity, yeah, like bullying mm. and stuff or things that happen at home. You know, I, I definitely think that's like a big one mm. for bullying and why people are the way they are. That's why I like, I don't, when people throw and hate at me, I don't, I don't feel anything, mm. you know, I, I don't care. I feel pity for you, you know, you have to go out of your way to make, to make me feel bad, make to make better, yourself yeah. feel better, you know, so I, I don't know. I just, I mean, that's what I've, in my experience, you know. It's, it's weird as well, you know, that you say that people actually feel better make someone feel worse like yeah yeah it's mentally you know that's gotta that's gotta suck bro you know you have to if you have to do that yeah. that's why i feel like for me i think the from when i was younger one one of the things that was taught to me was like <laughs> but this one was a pretty clear cut was like you know if you've got nothing nice to say just keep your mouth shut yeah. you know what i mean like i mean we all do go through this phase like sometimes you see some shit online or yeah, yeah. you have some you know negative comments or whatever but sometimes I try to like pull myself back and I say, oh, you know, like I shouldn't even yeah, be yeah. thinking like this. Like heads off to this person for doing whatever they want to do. You yeah, know, like yeah. if they have the confidence, they have, you know, that makes them happy. As long as they're not hurting people or like, you know, damaging other people's reputation or whatever. Okay, fine. Like it's yeah, do your yeah. thing, you know. But yeah, it's, it's as human beings, like, it's easy sometimes to fall into that, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like, like one that people do is they like make up a situation in their head or like they don't like you and they're just like man i don't like this guy and then you just cut you just say hey how's it going like you know oh bro nice to meet you and they're like oh he's actually cool you know yeah <laughs> they, they make, it's like that was all gone they're like oh he, he actually talked to me like he's actually a nice yeah they guy, make you know? they like, make this uh assumptions of you yeah, even yeah, before yeah. which is you know like what one of the things why like um you know in in the industry that i used to work in they had this very toxic uh, culture where, you know, they backbite and slander other people. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't want to be working with that guy. You don't want to be like, you know, mates with that guy and this guy, whatever. <laughs> and then like, at first when I, when I was in that, I was like, oh, okay. And then I avoided that person. Yeah. And then it took me like, you know, when I was growing up, I was quite young when I started like working in the, the professional field. And, um, you know, it took me a while before, when I, after I, you know, I, I, because I, I like to socialize with people. I like yeah, to meet yeah, yeah, and talk yeah. to people. and So I meet everybody. I don't like to... Um, I, I learned that after that, not to have a perception of a person before I met them and got to know them. Yeah, yeah. Just from what other people say. So like... And then after that, I took it to another level where if people were, were saying that sort of stuff to me, I was like, hey bro, look man, like 
I don't know what your experience with that person yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I have not like. met this person before. So like, you know, I I feel that I should make my own judgment yeah, yeah. of what this person is like, you know, and not, you know, like just shut it off completely, bro. Like stop the person from giving you a... Because bro, that's like, it, that's how it's like in society yeah. these days. You know, like when, for example, like, you know, when you talk to someone and then they like, oh, do you know about that guy? Yeah. And then they start saying, like, oh, that guy's like this, 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 yeah. this. That's very, it's very unhealthy, bro. And I, yeah. you know, it happens a lot, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I would, yeah. I would always feel that when I used to go to like some local fight shows, I'd be mm. like, oh man, like I could see, I can see like eyes like looking at me, and I'm mm. like, oh shit. Hey, what, like, what are they, what are they saying about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> they, they, sometimes like me? they look at me, and I like, <laughs> I like look past them, <laughs> and I like, I like see them, and they like look into the distance. Nah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel like sometimes. You can feel someone's like body language mm. if they're if they're like you know they they got some hate towards you. Mm. So I, I always feel like you know just saying hello, yeah, shaking their hands, yeah, just, it makes it go all the way. And it's like, well, you know, this guy's they actually get a shock, you know. <laughs> yeah, they but do. Think, they do. But I think maybe the other thing as well, you know, you being a fighter, you know, you're a big guy, you have this build. And you might not be like you might not be smiling all the time. Like yeah, you know, yeah. you are happy. You're a happy guy. You know, yeah, but yeah. you might not be smiling all the time. That's completely fine. But when someone catches you at that yeah. moment, they're like, "Oh man!" Yeah, yeah. Guy. I remember in my old gym, uh, everyone <laughs> used to think I was like, like crazy or like yeah. scary, <laughs> just because I wouldn't talk. But I think it's just like for me, I I try to gear up mentally for training. You know, it'd be it might be sparring. So I need yeah. to like make sure that I'm you on, you mentally know? in the, yeah, the right yeah, space. Yeah. Getting ready for like a shark tank and like people are like, oh, you didn't say hello to me today. Like, <laughs> that's why I don't take take things personally, you yeah. know, it's just even when like all the other, you know, <laughs> guys that I, you know, that I look up to like that, you know, it's like, it's because they're, they're getting ready, you know, it's it's time to work. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta get your... You got to do the, you know, the warm-up before the warm-up. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know, kind of build yourself through that. No, definitely. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I sometimes have a stone-cold face when I'm going into training. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, it's just me getting ready, you know, getting focused. But I remember hearing quite a while ago that you can only have, like, three hours of, like, complete mental focus, you know. In so, a day? Yeah, in a oh. day, like if you want to like complete, you know, to be able to soak it up. And that's like probably how long you're going to be training for, you know. Mm. So like I try to block out everything when I'm training, um, you know, whatever's going on at work or, you know, at home. I try to save my mental energy for my training, you know, because you need to be able to soak in every little detail you can. Because I see guys at the gym, you know, training and they're just like, they're just going through the motions, you know. It's like, oh, you said step right, let's just do that, you know, and they're just cruising. But they're not like taking in the little details. They're not, they're not downloading Yeah, everything. yeah. And yeah. I feel like for me, that's like probably one of my best attributes is, is like I don't care about a lot of stuff. I just, I care about my training, you know. So I like to, when I'm there, I'm, I'm like, I'm zoned in, I'm locked in. I'm getting ready to drill what this guy just said. And I'm I'm gonna even if I don't like it, I'm gonna 
put myself in that position and practice it mm. and then you know for like that whole week i'll be focusing on that one technique and then when it comes sparring day as soon as i get off that technique or that shot or whatever we were drilling and i pull it off it's like downloaded instantly it's like gone straight into my muscles <laughs> my muscle memory, in the bank. You know, like straight it's in the, the bank, bank you know mm. whatever i just picked up i'm like oh shit that just worked you know do you do um uh any like do you do you write down your trainings do you note down uh, like certain things i or? used to i used to mm. but i think now that it's just getting like to quite a lot i don't really do it as much but i i definitely think it helps for if anyone needs to mm. go that far um now i'm a bit of like a freestyle guy you know i just you like to have like a whole range of tools yeah 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 i like to just think and let just, it flow yeah let it flow you know like oops sorry um yeah like whatever i've well whatever we've been doing for the week i try to really focus on that technique or especially if i'm finding it real hard i try to take all my focus for that you know so that's why i don't know i don't get affected by a lot of things outside of training because i don't i try to say yeah that's one thing <laughs> that Kurt, even curtis you know talks about is like you know saving your mental energy you know for the things you want and that that helps a lot you know so for any anyone that wants a bit of advice that helps you know that that actually has like you know um it's so weird that you've said this like i, I haven't heard this one before I, i know that you only can like really focus but i didn't know it was like down to well maybe different yeah, people I, i'm have, not too sure yeah, I, I maybe different people have ago. like different timings yeah. but if you think about it like that's so true bro like you can't be like fully zoned in the whole day like that, <laughs> that just doesn't exist that's bro. too much bro <laughs> yeah bro like you know you find yourself a lot of times doing stuff like you know just going through it like because it's like routine yeah you wake up you brush your teeth you have a shower yeah. eat your breakfast like don't need a lot of focus to yeah, do yeah. those sort of stuff you know but also like for example if you you're working and like you do a a very mentally uh, draining job and then it becomes a, a a thing where like after work you're not really there yeah you're kind of like daydreaming and not yeah, really yeah. focused yeah yeah man that's actually yeah. that's pretty interesting that's why when i get to work here yeah, i just i'm I'm just working. I just mm. zone out. I'm working. And then time goes faster that way. And then once I'm once I'm at training, it's like all of my energy is getting put into it. Like I'm, whatever the know, coach really says. Want to focus now. Yeah, whatever this coach is saying to me right now, I'm 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 zoned in, you know. Mm. And I'm really trying to focus because I need to get every little detail I can, you know what I mean? Yeah man that's just pretty cool. So w- while you were on that, you know, that whole journey and then when did you pick up um because you um it was all like kickboxing, Muay Thai, more stand up. Yeah, yeah. And then when did you pick up like, you know, jiu-jitsu or oh, wrestling or yeah. So I remember yeah, after my first oh, when I lost on King of the Ring, I actually like really hurt my foot. Um Ooh. I like fractured it real bad and in the fight um so i was like out for a bit i couldn't really kick anything so and my boxing was wasn't on my mind um i just remember one of my old trainers was saying um i should give jiu jitsu a go i was like actually you know i've been thinking about mma for a while now i still haven't gotten into it 
let's see, I get into it now. So I started going to jujitsu. Yeah, about yeah, probably like a month after King of the Ring. Mm. <coughs> so it's about with a fractured with a fractured foot. <coughs> um, actually, I don't know if. Oh, it was like kind of healed healed yeah. up by then. <laughs> <coughs> drink and some then, water, bro. Drink yeah, some yeah, water. Yeah, I might have some water. <laughs> yeah, I might actually grab a, a, another bottle of water. Hold on. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you guys. So it's good to have a stash. <laughs> <laughs> As you were saying, bro. Yeah. So, now nah, my foot was all right. I just couldn't kneel when the coach, uh, one of the black yeah. belts was like telling us all to yeah. kneel. Giving you know, instructions. Is giving it? instructions. <laughs> so, yeah, I kind of got into that. And then uh, I was on and off for a bit. And then once I started going real consistently, that was when I started competing and I ended up winning my first competition. Six submissions. Oh, yeah, I had six matches and won all, all of them. By six different submissions as well. Oh so, damn! <laughs> it's funny because I remember getting to the event, and I just yeah, you must at, be like a real competitive guy. Right? <laughs> oh man, yeah. Well, here's a funny thing: like with jujitsu, it was just like a way different energy to like kickboxing and just fighting in general. I remember getting to the competition and looking at everyone warm up. They're doing all these like you know loosey goosey moves and stuff, and they all got all these flash rash guards on. I'm like, whoa, these guys look legit. And I remember my mate was like, "Oh, should we warm up? Should we like do some like shrimping or something?" And I was like, "Bro, I don't look stupid. Bro. Like these guys are doing moves I've never seen before." And then because I, I, I just was doing like basics, yeah. I was like, I don't know about that. And then um, yeah. Anyways, I get into the match and. Yeah, as soon as we start, like, like boom, I'm locked in, you know, like, my face, game face on, you know, I'm ready to kill or be killed, you know, I'm, like, getting ready to strangle this guy as if my life depended on it, and this guy, I hadn't even done anything, and this guy looked frozen before. He just jammed. Yeah, he jammed up mentally. He was kind of, like, I think he looked at me and was like, whoa, this guy looks scary, you know, like, yeah. he, he looks like he's ready to kill. Yeah. And I think that, like, he had lost before the match had even started, you know? The eyes don't lie, bro. Yeah, yeah, the eyes don't. I could feel, I feel it straight away. I'm like, this guy's not ready to be here. This is not even a fight. We're just playing, you know? Mm. That's the way I saw, like, the jujitsu sort of things. Mm. I mean, it's, like, low level, so it's not like I'm, you know, going up against the top guys. But I think even that, I think people need to really not give up, you know? It's like, man, the match hasn't even started. My jiu-jitsu is not even that good. This guy's, <laughs> he didn't know he, that. He might be, yeah, because I was actually quite intimidated by this guy because he was giving his teammate advice like in some of the matches earlier. And then... Oh, shit. Then this like, this guy I, might actually know a thing or two. Yeah, so I was thinking, man, this guy must be real good. Mm. And then when I started, he, he froze up. And then, yeah, I took him down and then su submit him. Like what weight uh, category was it? Uh, this was under 100. Under 100. So under 100, yeah. And then, yeah, it was pretty much like that for the other five matches wow. too. And it was like after each match, like after I was winning each match, some I'm looking at their matches and I'm like, man, those guys are real good. Yeah. And they were like watching mine going, oh, hell no, you know. And then <laughs> they were like giving up mentally before the matches had even mm -hmm. started. So 
That that is very dangerous, man. Yeah, like you know, having not yeah. That's why like having a a killer mindset is really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you can win just off that, you know. Like, these guys are just coming in, you know, with not that same mm-hmm. same mindset, and I could feel that at the energy of the whole competition. I was like, man, this is like so friendly and not, like everyone's just chill. Like I'm used to like the backstage of like kickboxing shows i mean you go to a briefing and everyone looks like just testosterone yeah man. it's like <laughs> everyone looks like they're, they're the like trying to see who's make. the alpha yeah you know? like, yeah like, i stand down yeah yeah there. like everyone's everyone's <laughs> looking around you know got wraps on and everything looking at each other like yeah i'll beat everyone here you know mm. you feel that like going to the, some shows <laughs> the looks that they're yeah doing, yeah, you know, yeah guys yeah. give you some guys that be like Mm. yeah yeah I'm gonna, so, I'm gonna eat you that's what i was like, used to you know and then coming <laughs> over i was like wow this is way different everybody's like shaking hands hugging yeah, yeah, yeah. respect no nah, definitely talking to the opponents like yeah 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 i mean i'm not like that i'm, I'm like <laughs> I, I need to get into it eh? like, i'm like i need to kill you know yeah, i need to get ready like, mentally. it's all right to like give a bit of respect mm. and shake your hand like hey you know good luck yeah let's see who's yeah, who's yeah. got the better skills yeah yeah you know? yeah i like that like that's cool you know, that's like, that's martial arts, you know, respect. It's not like, because I know, you know, you get into the whole, people are so consumed by the whole, like, UFC, MMA, mm. online scene, where it's just like, hey, fucking fuck you. Yeah, know, like, yeah real violent and, <laughs> yeah, know, and just talk shit Put on a show and, and stuff like, like that. Oh, Sometimes I'm, people forget, like, this is the entertainment business. Like, yeah, yeah. What do you see on TV? We're not getting paid. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just like, this is, we're not... We're not there, bro. You know, like these guys are calling you yeah. out. It's like, man. So, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I guess like you know they can do you know they can try to build it to that you yeah. know, but like it's it's different. You yeah. Know? And sometimes like at at those bigger you know like the UFC and stuff like that like when you know that doing that sort of stuff can like build your you know build, it's good promo yeah, yeah for the bigger so the build, fans like ooh yeah, get, get people excited get people talking yeah, like yeah. you know. But like it's hard, like in New Zealand, I don't think they, you know, it's really yeah. gone there yet. I'm like, just like, yeah, this is New Zealand, like, who are we trying to be? Like, we're all known to be nice guys, you know, so, yeah, but, I, I crack up. But like, that kind of sucks sometimes, like, everybody thinks, like, the New Zealand guy, like, they're the nice guys, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 it's kind of like a downfall as well, you know? It's like, we're not as outlandish mm. as the Americans, you know, they're just out there, you know, but they're really good. Yeah, they, like... But some of them is like they're out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they, I mean, that's it. Eh? They're the money makers, though. You know, they they at really the end of the day, ex- exactly. At the yeah. end of the day, it's about how many how many dollars you you know how many bills you can yeah, get in yeah. your pocket. So yeah, do what you got to do. Like, yeah, they're quite like dramatic, eh? Like, mm-hmm. I, I've I've always wanted to fight an American, eh? Just I'd love to, like, feel that energy. You know, like it'd be different mm-hmm. for me. I think because like. They try to get people who are not fighting on that same roller coaster journey. Yeah, yeah. You know, just the ups and downs, and you know, they get people like, or heated up, or you know, pumped up, ready for the, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it's just something to do with like I mean it it it's like when you watch, uh, a, a movie or whatever the music that comes with the you know the whatever that you're seeing can kind of it has to go hand in hand. So yeah, like, yeah. They try to do that same thing, like yeah. try to make it like a movie. Oh yeah, no, I, I definitely see what you mean. Uh-huh. Um, that's why I feel like like people talk about like 
glory kickboxing and like mm-hmm. why wow, that's not big and i'm like that's because they got no american superstars on there they just got like they got a lot, lot of killers yeah they got know. good guys it's not yeah. the it's not the fact that they don't have mm-hmm. the fighters i think it's just um they just got a whole bunch of people that don't speak much english you know yeah. so yeah you it's, it's got to be the whole package yeah yeah you know? yeah i feel the like package. the americans they they bring that you know they bring that promotion and and recently i think also like you know shed a bit you know shed a bit more light is like the you know the the british some of the british fighters like you know they got a bit of character yeah like michael venom page you know yeah yeah he's got um his he character and then, hate, hey. yeah yeah tyson like tyson fury you know yeah. the gypsy king you know yeah, and yeah, the yeah. stuff that he does you know like they have their they have their thing bro like if you if you look at it a lot of um like the top fighters in the like some of them might not be, even be like top fighters in the world but like most you know most top fighters like who a lot of people know about yeah like they've got character they've got the attitude they've got their style and yeah, you know yeah. You know, like Israel. Israel's got his style, yeah. his character. It's awesome because he's like kind of breaking the Kiwis out of that mm. old mentality. The shell, bro. Do, yeah, that's it. It's the shell, you know, because that's all the stuff I was fed growing up, you know, like, oh, be humble. Be humble. Be, do this. Yeah. You know, you're just doing it for for their sake, you know, if, to make them feel better. But it's like, man, if you got it, you know, flaunt it, mm. you know, put it out there. Put it out there for the world to see. Yeah, like, let them see. Yeah, don't, don't hold yourself back because this guy said. You know what? What I, what I feel with that as well is like, even if you put it out there, even people, whether people love you or they hate you, they're still gonna pay you. Bro. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. You know, like you're not gonna die with the thoughts of exactly. them. Like, oh man, all these guys didn't like me. You just die. You know, so, so that was like, how. Okay. If you think about it, like, well, the probably the richest sports. Yeah, sportsman ever Floyd Mayweather his career was built on hate bro yeah people hated him bro they yeah. wanted him to lose and that was why they were watching yeah but it didn't matter because they bought the pay-per-view yeah I would always try it. to take inspiration from guys like that mm. like once I switched that mindset of hate to inspire like it's, try to inspire off that yeah know, bro it's and amazing it's crazy like they they you know but it's i think it's it's crazy but it's also smart at the same time they use that to their advantage yeah. like he knew at you know a certain point in his career he knew everybody just wanted him to fall so he followed with it yeah yeah try to make more people like hate him yeah and, like, yeah you know try to I mean, put him like, down like it were, yeah they're gonna hate me anyway so they're gonna pay but they're paying <laughs> man. they're gonna go pay and back in those days i think pay-per-view was not cheap as well bro yeah, it was yeah. like 70, 60 to $80 pay-per-view. I remember I got the Manny Pacquiao one. Oh. Uh, I can't remember what that was. That was about 60, 60 bucks, 60, 70 bucks maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. I just remember my dad being like, whoa, it was quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's not cheap, but that was how they made their money, bro. Yeah. But also talking about that, um, it's interesting, like these days, it's moving towards like um, streaming, um, subscription based yeah. uh, streaming services like the yeah, yeah. uh, zone yeah, yeah, is yeah. one that uh, has been like growing a lot uh, recently and uh, it's, it's it's a bit shitty like it hasn't launched in New Zealand yet I think there's some they're having a little bit of barriers to entry in the New yeah, Zealand yeah, yeah. market because of like Spark Sport yeah, uh, yeah. Sky Sport and all that shit which sucks bro like yeah, some of these streaming services are so unreliable the way like People yeah. talk about it all the time, man. Mm. It's like, but okay. with with the zone, because um, they are part of the Matchroom. I think they work with Matchroom Boxing, 
and a lot of big fights are happening under the matchroom boxing banner yeah. right now, which is like where Joseph Parker is. And uh, even that last one where Junior fought Joseph Parker, um, only in New Zealand, it was on Spark Sport. Okay. But the rest of the world, it was available out on like, uh, I think it was on, it was on Sky as well. And it was on The Zone. But if you think about it, bro, like for a, um, you know, a subscription base, like you pay $10 a month, bro. Yeah. Like that's cheap, man. Yeah, yeah. $10 a month and you get to watch this like mega fights, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I don't see, you're not losing any money. Yeah. You know, instead of, I know, okay, put it this way. If they're putting out like massive fights every month, and which they are, yeah, yeah. So you're not losing anything. It's like compared to paying sixty dollars a fight, you watch four fights a year. That's like two hundred forty bucks. Yeah, you know that sort of. But it's different with the UFC. This one's different because they've got the monopoly on the market, right? Yeah, yeah. So like they can charge whatever they want, so that you pay for fight pass, which is like twenty five bucks a month or whatever, and then it's expensive, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then they have. Uh, on the pay-per-view events, it's like 40 bucks. But also, they do have events where it's not pay-per-view. So, like, sometimes you get the odd one here and there where you don't have to. Yeah, it's not pay-per-view. you don't have to pay, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's part of Fight Pass, like the, the fight nights. So, like, there's a bit of win-win here and there. And, like, for people who are not that, like, fast, you know, they, you can watch it after the fight. Yeah. But I think, I think it used... Uh, they've changed that a little bit. I'm not ex- 100% sure, but I think now, uh, after pay-per-view events, it's not on the fight pass like for a period. Yeah. Because, again, they want they want people to buy the pay-per-view, which makes sense. Um, but they're making heaps of money. like, And, uh, you know, people say... This one's interesting. Uh, some I, I, I heard some people commenting about, like, why doesn't UFC want to do, like, a cross-promotion fight? Like UFC fighters fighting like, against the Bellator fighters or one championship. Yeah, like, bro. If you've like, got bro, the yeah, if you've That'd got be the detrimental to them. Exactly. If yeah. you've got the big slice of the cake, what the heck you want to share yeah, it with yeah, the yeah, other yeah. guys? You know, yeah, like yeah. they've done so much and worked so hard to get where they are. I don't see why they need to do it, bro. You know, yeah, I don't reckon. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like those UFC guys are way better. You know. Yeah, it's different. Like it's like the top ten guys there. Would yeah, bro. smoke the top team. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's crazy, but then looking at that, it's a bit unfortunate in the recent um, uh, things that have been going on, like how Eddie Alvarez and Demetrius Johnson uh, yeah. was fighting on the one championship uh, banner, um, and they both just lost their fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So DJ got knocked out with a with a knee. Yeah, that was like a knee to to like the head. A, yeah, like it was like a. Grounded knee though, eh? No, but in one championship, it's different. There, there the is rules no, different. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it was well, pretty shocking. I, I was watching it going, is that illegal? Like, <laughs> yeah, you think that? That was I'm what thinking, I was thinking as well. Yeah, but I know even those Asian promotions, they have like they're wild bro. soccer kicks to the head still. They're like, wild. Oh, I know Risen does. Yeah, yeah they're like anything goes. And like, uh, <laughs> it was funny because I saw that on the, uh, I, well, I saw the the fight somewhere else, and then I saw on one championship's Instagram. And then they someone was commenting like, "Man, that's a grounded knee, isn't that illegal?" Yeah. And then the one championship like actual account replies, "And uh, no, uh, that is actually legal." That's legal and now promotion. <laughs> I don't even think he he probably was didn't even realize. I think maybe he's probably used to UFC rules. Yeah, you know? exactly. That was what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. like, man, he might have been so used to that, like he wasn't expecting yeah, yeah. a knee to come, bro. That but that was a clean knee, yeah. bro. That was flush. Oh 
I was like, oh. He probably had a crater in his seat. <laughs> yeah, bro. And then um, Eddie Alvarez getting his fight stopped, which uh, they disqualified him, but it's it's been overturned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's a no contest. But uh, yeah, I just heard like they're trying to get another fight as soon as they can. But like, I think, to be honest, I think the rev was a bit harsh there. Yeah. Like, if the guy turns his head, like, you got to hit the guy anyway. Yeah, surely a warning or something. Yeah, yeah but yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, the guy's putting himself in a position where he's going to get hit. But, like, back, I mean, he got hit um, on the year, which that is fine. Like, it's not back of the head. Yeah, yeah. But then the, 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 it comes to a point where, like, now there's a line now, you know, on what the ref sees compared to what you see. It's yeah. like two different angles and, like, everything, you know, there's so many things that come into play. And it's like a, it's like a intense moment, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I can try to take this guy's head off, probably not thinking, you know, in the most <laughs> rational, yeah. you know, <laughs> mindset. It's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, and then Anthony Pettis as well. He lost, um, he went to PFL. Yeah. Oh, did he lose? Yeah, he lost to... Oh. Uh, what was his name? I saw him land that monstrous, <sighs> like scissor knee, and then yeah, he. I think he, he did, he did, he did all right. But that other guy seemed to be really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Kobe, I think his name was Kobe. Man, I don't want to butcher. Yeah. But yeah, the, he got beat. Um. So like that kind of sucks, you yeah. know. And then it brings, now people are are looking at it and they're thinking like, man, there are actually some killers in those other promotions. Yeah. Which they are. I don't I don't disagree. But like as a promotion in general, yeah. Like you can't beat right. the UFC, man. Yeah, bro. I reckon there's just like the prestige to it, bro. I think top that, of the list, like it's it makes everything, you know. It's just not it's just not the same, you know, like they are the best. Yeah. Like, that's just how it is, you know. Um so, which brings you to uh, where you currently are at right now in Auckland, New Zealand. So, yeah. from Wellington, Christchurch, Wellington to Auckland. Yeah. And uh, you've recently moved to fully uh, train over at City Kickboxing. Yep. So, uh, what, about, what brought about that whole move, bro? Um, I don't know. It was like a planned move for a while. I mean, I know a lot of people have sought after that gym and... I could see why, you know, now being here. Um, I'm not too sure. I think it was just like the MMA scene's not that big in Wellington. So, I mean, we're just doing jiu-jitsu and all that. There's like all the martial arts, but not like MMA, MMA. you know. Mm. There's no like big coaches. You know, my coaches did well for, for the experience that they had. Um so yeah, and just the training partners, you know, because like not many people are training MMA, you know, that are elite pro athletes. Yeah, already the world. like everyone's <laughs> just kind of getting into it, like just doing a trial, you know. So those are the kind of people I was training with. So m- making the move to here was was way better. Um, training now of all the guys, it's like crazy, man. I'm like getting destroyed <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> I'm just getting smoked by everybody. But I think each each week it's like just a little bit less, you know, just getting a little bit better. So small incremental wins know, wins yeah. for me to take away. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, 
just 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 trusting the process now and keep training what has been like the biggest difference you, you've seen so far like um, yeah, kickboxing just the amount of people like the training like usually i'm lucky if i have like one guy that's <laughs> even like a middleweight that was like 80 kilos close to my my size and now i got all these big boys you know i'm like whoa there's heaps of people so i think that's probably the most is the training partners mm. and yeah everyone's pretty friendly which is which is cool you know i feel feel at home so it's good very, it's very definitely very yeah. welcoming yeah yeah um auckland city's a bit big for me <laughs> <laughs> yes for sure. we, we were talking about that uh the other day <laughs> yeah it's like quite overwhelming man i'm like whoa there's cars everywhere um fortunately very, very i'm close yeah city. fortunately i'm close to the gym so i don't have to travel far mm. so that helps a huge if you're looking to get far in martial arts move close to the gym that that's like the best thing i think I that, that that was one of the rules of like you know finding a place to live was like you know you, you want to be not too far away from number one either work and number two is gym yeah, or where yeah. you train yeah so that'll you'll notice life is just easier if you're closer to the gym so. and also like less excuses as well yeah yeah you don't have to i mean i get you got no excuse i get now, anxious right? if i'm like running late eh? mm. so i'm always i never better to be you know an hour early than five minutes late you know exactly and um talking about like you know coming an hour early so you know you've obviously obviously uh reached a point in your career where you know you better understand the importance of like warming up you know yeah. the warm-up before the warm-up and all that sort of stuff so like what uh walk us through like what do you what are some of the things you do to help you with like uh, warm-up cool down recovery and all that sort of stuff Hey guys, stop letting your body go on in pain and feeling sore all the time, man. Start putting some deposits in your health bank and take care of your vessel. Go get yourself an amazing massage gun from Sharpen Recovery. It's a very affordable and lasts a long time. Highly recommend it. It probably costs less than five meals outside and definitely cheaper than a pair of shoes. Instead of getting something that's going to be on your feet, why not get this massage gun to massage those feet and legs? Go to sharpenedrecovery.com and use the code ALICHANNEL for 20% off your guns. Yes, 20%. You can thank me later. So what are you waiting for, guys? Go get yourself some amazing gear. Um, I do a bit of like just mobility work, eh? Probably because I'm a big guy. I get stiffened up real quick. So I need to like make sure, you know, my joints are like moving nicely because... Oh man, if your like shoulder goes, you know, mm. you're gone, bro. <laughs> you're you're gonna be while. out for ages. Yeah. You can try rehab it, but it's not gonna do anything. It's gonna always be there for the rest of your career. So I think, yeah, being young now and and having that mindset of not trying to destroy my body now is will help me like later on. So I try to do a bit of mobility work, um, saunas. Um, ice baths mm. uh, oh massage guns you yes. got it it's a big sharpened recovery yes yeah. <laughs> um, and they're awesome bro I, yeah because like, yeah. um, i've got the, the the guns from them as well and like they're good bro yeah like 
you try a lot of guns. Um, I have seen and tried a lot, and like some of them, you know, like there's no power. It doesn't yeah. really work. But yeah, sharpened recovery guns are really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the mini solid, ones. Bro. So yeah. I take the small one to training. And just chuck in your bag. Yeah, exactly. yeah that one's real good. It's perfect to carry yeah. around, man. And then you can just put it on real quick. Um, less Again, less excuse to not do it. Yeah, Because yeah. now you can take it with you. Yeah, yeah. The big one, I usually get my girlfriend do it yeah. at home, you know. Um, but yeah, they, those help a lot. Just like kind of loosen up the muscles. Mm. Um but yeah, I, I'm all about the cheap methods. You know? <laughs> I can't afford to pay for massages mm-hmm. or um, yeah, unless like, you have like sponsors or anything. Mm. Um, as like as an amateur athlete, you can still take care of yourself. Uh, there are doing ways. Those things, you know? There are a lot of ways, you know. Like yeah. it's just that I think people struggle with taking the time out to do it. Yeah, like you know, you have the time. But people are always just want to be rushing off to the next thing. Yeah, or, yeah. And that's why, like, I hate to, like, you know, come late or, like, you know, come on time. Like, yeah, to me, yeah. on time's late. Like, yeah. I usually, you want to come, like, you know, more than 30 minutes before the yeah, actual yeah. training. Hey, guys. Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Yeah, I think if you can... Like hold high standards for yourself mm. and like the little things you know like being on time making sure it warmed up don't forget your gear um you know i see people you know oh, <laughs> forget no the gear guards, bro. <laughs> like no hand wraps no mouth guard no cup or you know mm. just like those things you know i think if you can make sure you got everything in your bag in order yeah well. you're warmed up um you know, you have a good night's rest. Oh, that's yeah. that one. That's a that's, <laughs> that's a your big best, one. That's your best cover recovery. That's the that's the, the biggest one. Yeah. People don't have enough sleep. Yeah, people are trying to look up, you know, what's the best massage going? It's like, bro, sleep's the best mm. one. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, the the everything, all these different tools has its benefits, right? Yeah. But if you don't sleep enough, you're restless, you're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're gonna get yourself injured. Yeah. You'll like, get burnt out real quick. Exactly. Like, that is the biggest one. It's so true. But, like, I struggle with that sometimes as well. Like, you know, but I've, you know, I've been forcing myself to make sure that you get a certain amount of sleep every day, you know, yeah. at least. So, like, it's, I know it's, for people who have, like, busy lifestyles, it can be quite hard. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just, like, again, it's that discipline to, you know, drop everything else, like, I, I would say to, you know, people who are listening, like, I, I know they've got, like, very busy schedules, training, work, this, yeah. that, whatnot. But, like, it's it's not worth to sacrifice their sleep and then to go on your day being yeah. tired and shit and then get injured. Because when you do get injured, you're going to set yourself back for, like, months. Or, yeah, yeah. You know. No, definitely. And, like, the the mental effects of that can be real shit. Cause not everybody can deal with that, bro. Like, 
you know you've already fractured your foot you've got yeah, like yeah. you know in fighting you 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 know yourself like you'd have heaps of injuries and stuff yeah, like yeah. that like we are fortunate to it's like part and parcel of the thing but i've seen some people like don't like not come back from injuries you know like that injury has like changed everything yeah no yeah i've seen it too like it's crazy but, <laughs> you know some of my favorite kickboxing sparring partners have just injured themselves and now they're boxers <laughs> you know so uh yeah i think you should take care of your body that's mm. it's a good one have you tried the um cryotherapy before no no i haven't oh, you should I, give it, you should i want to give it a go, it a go. Yeah. i've tried um i think it's hyperbaric chambers oh yes have you heard of that yeah I've i think that um, i first heard it. of that when um i think you were faber mm. when he took those low kicks from jose aldo he was telling um, Joe Rogan, I think, about that, about, yeah. yeah, like how he healed his leg up. But I was looking more into it and like, because they like increase the oxygen pressure in, the, in this chamber. If, mm. you, if you're claustrophobic, like, it's probably they, not for you. Yeah, they, you, they can be pretty scary. You're like getting encased in a chamber and like the pressure's like going up and up mm. and they can't, it's not like they can just let you out. Yeah, because I got to bring the pressure back down. Yeah, Otherwise, time, yeah, yeah, I think it's a process. I think you could it. just like die or something. Yeah. I'm, I don't. I don't it's really like, know. It's, it's like um, well, it's not as serious, but like they are. They can become. You know, there yeah. can be some things associated with. It's like more um, if people know what bell diving is like for yeah. saturation divers. Yeah, yeah. Like they've got to be in a chamber. They've got to like increase the pressure up yeah, to a certain yeah. point before they can go and start working. Yeah. So they live in that chamber on the ship. Oh, really? In that, that small, um, that's why they call it bell diving. It's like a small uh, um, tank. They live in that tank. Whoa. It's really small. So you eat, you sleep there, your toilet, yeah, yeah. everything's there. And so like, the pressure has been brought to a certain point that's like maybe 200 meters underwater because yeah. that's like a lot of pressure and so you live there and then basically like when it's time to work <laughs> they just pick you up and then they'll lower you down all the way to the seabed or whatever do your work and shit and then you come back up you live in that same thing yeah. usually like it's a it's a cycle of like 20 to 28 days and yeah because I used to work in the oil and gas industry and I meet a lot of the divers oh, as yeah, well yeah. it's crazy like um, uh you know the effects of it as well like uh some of the effects like it it's really harsh on your joints your joints in your body your knee your elbow oh, like, yeah it's like it's it's bad for your joints so like it's not a job where you can do for like very long but it's yeah. weird i see some of the guys like they in their you know 40s yeah. or late 40s or whatever and the other thing it it um what it does it it, it screws with your voice so yeah. like um there was this one guy i met bro he was a huge guy probably like about i think maybe 100 100 over kilos fucking huge guy and uh he was sitting next to me we were at an induction yeah and uh, he started talking to me and he i kid you not he fucking sounds like donald duck man. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like when he started talking i was like what the hell i want to laugh bro but oh, you know it's so rude like <laughs> and then um like i just i just oh, i tried my very best to hold it in bro and then after that i was like man why does he talk like that and then yeah. i asked asked around and they're like oh it's because of the you know them keep, you know working at that pressure it like it really yeah. fucks your voice i was like oh my goodness bro he was like he was like a fierce looking huge dude it yeah. sounds like donald duck bro i was like oh my god shit that was funny that was funny yeah but yeah um the hyperbaric chamber uh you know definitely has some benefits i think have you ever tried like uh being in 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 enclosed spaces or like 
Have you ever have you ever gone caving? Nah, dude. Nah, bro. I I've tell you what, many, man. I've seen too many uh, movies. Bro, you need to try it, man. Stories, <laughs> We're in New Zealand, brother. <laughs> home of home of some of the oh, you know the bro. craziest caves. You know, like yeah. If you've never tried it, man, I recommend for anybody who's never tried it as well. You know, before. What you, do you do there? Um, the closest one to us would be in Waitomo, bro. Uh, the Waitomo oh, caves, yeah. yeah. Um, True. well, when I, uh, one of my uh, previous colleagues, he, yeah, they, they, a few of them, like they're real into caving, you know, they're part of yeah. the search and rescue team in New Zealand and stuff like that. So that search was, and rescue team. Yeah. Oh, in New yeah. So they, they got, um, they're part of the, you know, for people who fuck themselves, they go and rescue these people, but, uh, they, they were the ones who introduced me to like oh. caving and all that sort of stuff. And, um, I did it like, it's, well, I tell you what, it's cool, man. Like, yeah. and there's a certain thing to it as well. Like. Like you know, you you know what it's, it's like. It's hard to explain, but like, um, being mentally tough to be able to handle those things, bro. You imagine now, like you're squeezing in a hole oh, so small, like you have big, to kind of like wiggle oh, to get through. Yeah. There's so like if you think about it, there can be really scary people who are claustrophobic and shit. Oh, like man. they can't deal with that, but. Bro, I did it, bro. And I was like, man, this is wild, bro. You know, like literally, bro, there were points where you just had to lie. It's so small and like tight. Literally, you can't like stand. You can't even crawl. Yeah. So you're, you're lying down and you're just like oh, wiggling man, I through, I couldn't bro. think of anything worse. <laughs> oh, man. Bro, especially if there's water, like if there's water like rising up. Oh, bro. There <laughs> the, are parts of the cave where there is water, bro. Oh, and, like, man. You'd be walking like, you know, and this is what was funny was my experience was like my mate was telling me I asked him bro like because he said oh you got to use wetsuits and shit I was like oh why do I got to use wetsuits bro we're in a cave oh bro there's water in the cave I was like okay how high is the water ah nah it's not much like maybe up to your knees bro bro when we went I was swimming bro <laughs> Oh, I was swimming, I bro. I was like, man, the water started to get higher, higher. It got up to here, and then I was like, especially oh, in like I can't stand, I can't reach it. <laughs> spaces, bro, with water as well. I tell you what, bro. It, if you think you're mentally strong, oh, like, bro. if if you do this, I'm not, bro. It would, <laughs> <laughs> if you try this, bro, oh, like man. you know. Elevate, bro. Elevate. Oh, <laughs> um, it's a, definitely uh, an experience, bro. You know. What about heights, bro? Have you, yeah. Uh, have you jumped off the? the nah, bungee, like bungee, and oh, uh, yeah. I haven't done uh, bungee, but um, I I, I would say because I'm I'm not afraid of heights. Like I'm pretty I'm pretty comfortable. Um, True. Because uh, yeah, that's part of what I do for work as well. Oh yeah. But yeah. like um, like I haven't done bungee jumping. Um, that's the that's the one. I actually didn't want to, well, I've got a story behind that, but um, I did a paragliding. That was really cool. Paragliding? Yeah, paragliding. So the one where you just run off uh, the top just... of a, a mountain, then yeah, you just say, uh, just go. Hey. Yeah, that's pretty how you, cool, how bro. You, how do you learn? Oh, like you, you work your way down. Oh, so yeah. like, I, but I was with a guy. So he knew how to do it and oh, I went okay. with it. So I like said, that kind of sucked for me. I felt that that was a bit boring because I had no control over the thing. Oh, okay. So you're just cruising. Yeah, you're just cruising. You're just sitting there. Like it wasn't, I wasn't out there. Yeah, just go through it. Like it's, I'm, I'm not afraid of it. Like, you know, uh, I think like it's not as bad. But yeah, they are uh, talking about going back to bungee jumping or skydiving. There was a point where I actually wanted to go and get certified as a skydiver, but it cost a fuck. It cost like a load of money, bro. Oh, it's, straight it's, up. Yeah, it's real expensive. 
Um, but I think it's getting cheaper and there are places you can go, there are things you can do, yeah. arrangements you can make to make it a little bit cheaper for yourself. But um, yeah, yeah, I think it's somewhere close to maybe around it's seven, eight grand or some shit like that. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, somewhere around <laughs> there just to do all the courses and to get certified to be a skydiver. Yeah. But what's interesting is when you are a certified skydiver and you go out to, like you have your own kit, you know, you have your own yeah. um, parachute and shit like that. When you actually go out to, to jump, it's actually quite cheap. So there's oh, that yeah. big initial investment but then after that, when you like, even when you're traveling around the world to skydive and shit, like you just pay for the flight. Yeah. For the flight, the fuel and some other shit. But it's not, it's not as expensive. That was yeah, why yeah. I wanted to do it because I didn't feel right paying like four or five hundred dollars to be strapped on to someone and then, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, have his, have his dick rubbing on your bum. Oh, bro. <laughs> land, land, land blows nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and then like, do the whole thing is that like, I, I just feel it's not as like thrilling, not as yeah. exciting. Like I want to do it myself, bro. You know? And also like adrenaline, bro. It's yeah, you think about it, like doing it yourself is more crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um but yeah, that that was put on hold. But yeah, maybe sometime <laughs> in the future maybe I'll do it. And uh, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um yeah, and then we so we were talking about post recovery and stuff. Um the other one would be like um like diet. Like are you real strict on like your diet and stuff like that? Or? Um well uh, it depends, you know, mm. like if I'm not fighting, I'll I'll always make sure that I'm eating good food, mm. like putting like whole foods into my body. Because um, you have to, I think Yeah, bro, it you comes have with to. the size. Well, like, I can't even maintenance is a I can't even move, you know, <laughs> if I yeah. if I have um have straight bad food you know mm. i have to eat like real clean at all times you know but it's just depending on whether i'm in camp or not i'll add in you know something i'll like eat anything if it's all good you know but um yeah definitely in camps like whole foods um you know smoothies sahi bowls if you know how to make mm. them yeah um uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, lots of chicken, lots of tuna, mm. you know. Do you have um? Do you get like a help of a nutritionist, like for fight camps um, and stuff like that? I did. I I was um doing that for a bit, but he was just telling me like stuff that I already knew. Mm. So he was just helping me more for the weight cut, like because mm. that was like a oh yes, that's like a, big a one. that's a different one, you know. Like people think to eat less, or like. Oh, yeah. people think like the water cut is what you do mm. like i get questions about this stuff all the time just on my instagram people are like oh bro how do you water cut like what do you do so what because what do you usually um cut for so like obviously i'm but big now I'm like <laughs> 105 yeah. yeah i walk around i like 105 always always have mm. and i fight at like 92 so that's quite a bit away you know <laughs> It's like, like 13 kilos off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I usually diet my weight down to around like 97, 98. Mm. And then that's when I make like the final cut, cut which is like six kilos. Mm. I think for King of the Ring, we had to get to 96 and a half before like the final the week. Yeah, mm. final week. So you're seven days out. So you're only supposed to cut like four and a half. Yeah, that, I, think, I think that's, in a way, that's like quite a good, because yeah. like, some people do some dodgy yeah. shit. Yeah, they're really good because they they brought in like a weight 
protocol plan mm. sort of thing that everyone has to make weight on these make certain it days. For the fighters. Yeah, 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 because some people um, leave it all up to the last minute, <sighs> and then you never know who could not make weight yeah, by yeah. a shit ton. So it's good to keep keep track of it. Yeah. But um, yeah, I usually cut like oh, for King of the Ring, I made weight without having to dehydrate. Mm. I just drank heaps of water, then it all just fell out. Um, on the final day. I just, sauna? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't even have to sauna. Oh, really? That's the thing. I didn't have oh, to dehydrate. I, I went into that like like real strong, you know. Wow. And, uh, he did the the refuel and stuff and that it all came back on. All the, all the water weight came back on. I felt real strong, lean. That was probably the best like weight cut and refuel mm. I've ever done was yeah. for that one event. So, But you said it definitely has a, a huge impact. Yeah, definitely. Going yeah. into a fight. Yeah, I felt mean bro you know mm. i felt real good um yeah oh man that's dope bro like it w- is it like expensive to like get the help of this professionals or? um well i obviously i've been training for a while and mm. I, I know this guy mm. um aries performance so that's josh west so he was helping me out um do all of that but i think these days it's pretty affordable like, yeah if yeah you think yeah. about it so yeah, he, like, he he just kind of like sponsored me and mm. just done a free package and yeah, yeah. done all my refuel. What a good fella! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was awesome. It's yeah. great, bro. Like I I like you know, uh you know people people when people like this you know they go out of their way to help out like fighters and stuff like that because like reality is man like in fighting if you're not like on high level you it's hard to afford you know a lot of yeah. stuff you already have. To worry about like you know your living situation your living yeah. expenses man and then like all these other things that come because like as much as you know fighting is not cheap yeah you know like there's a lot of things that oh bro expenses of that come with it yeah you know and like, i'm only just starting to get like sponsors and things mm. now but for a long time so everything was, was out of your you own know, pocket bro yeah it builds character though you know mm. like i think a lot of guys are getting into the sport and they want that, like, you know, oh, yeah, this, that. Well, the I money, this, and the fame. Oh, right. sponsored me. It's like, bro, you've only had, like, two mm. fights, you know. And even I always think to myself, like, I've only had, like, 12 fights. But um, I think, yeah. you got to get uh, you, yeah, you got to yeah. get yourself to, yeah, like, Yeah, you that, definitely have to level, build yeah. yourself mm. on your own because, yeah, it builds character. And, you know, you, you learn so much about yourself and you build – bit of discipline you know like for a long time i was meal prepping my own food you know no one ever like gave me free meal prep company you know yeah yeah yeah. i I was making my own training plans watching youtube you know i was watching videos on how to recover watching videos on everything you know power to help you, me power yeah, of the power internet of bro youtube youtube yeah it's, it's, it's your best resource you can bro. learn you can learn almost about almost yeah, about yeah. anything i learned YouTube, about bro. like macros and all that stuff mm. i learned how to wake up <laughs> i learned like only now i'm starting to fine tune it all mm. but i already have an idea on like a basis yeah of like yeah i've got people that do like my strength training and mm. stuff now but before that i wasn't everything was off know, videos and like yeah yeah. Mates, yeah, know, like. yeah, just it's a bit of like you're gonna go through some, you know, rough patches, but mm. I mean, you do what you can to get through, you know, exactly, bro, exactly, man. Um, 
So we were talking about like your MMA journey now. Um, so would you say, uh, oh, are, you, are you having your MMA fight uh, uh, coming yeah. up? So when is it's, that? It's uh, scheduled for October. October, yeah. So it's supposed to happen April, but um, been pushed all the way to October. Just mm, that's quite a promotion. Push. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I was making the move, mm. and then like COVID had hit, mm. so like the whole show got canned, and then it's got pushed to ages away. Because I was moving to Auckland, it was like a lot of like you know logistics and stuff. Mm. So I think they've set a date further ahead, you know, so they. Gives you a bit yeah, of time. Yeah, it gives as us well. a bit of time, you know. To get ready for yeah, that. That's pretty ready. cool. And it's good too because like now being at the gym, I've like found a lot of holes in my game that mm. I it's like, oh, you know, maybe it was a lot of good, work on. Maybe it was a good thing, you know. So mm. nah, it's good. Give you a bit I'm of time. To work. For it. So yeah, October, everyone. <laughs> October. <laughs> October. Um yeah, we're, we're talking about, you know, the UFC just now and like uh, we're talking about Conor McGregor and stuff. Who are some of the like other, you know, fighters in the UFC that you kind of like take from or learn from or uh, I think Israel's a big one. Mm. Uh, just being in, you know, Kiwi, he's real influential. Um uh, I don't know. Uh I think I've always stylistically liked uh John Jones, GSP, mm. you know, I reckon they have like all the tools, you know. Uh, that's like what I enjoy is just everything, eh? They got the wrestling, the striking. Mm. I mean, they can mix it up. Mix it up, yeah. And they just got like those championship mindsets, um, you know. They just know how to win. And that's like, because I'm a competitor before a fighter. Like, I always tell people that I'm, I'm in it to win it, you know, like. I like winning. I, I don't like losing. Like that's why I stopped team sports. So I'm a competitor. I hate. I was a sore loser, bro. You know, like if if our team lost, I'd be crying, uh, just blaming someone else. You know, and but that's why I like fighting now. So it's, it's no one else. Yeah, to yeah. There is no one to blame. It's just yourself. So you're you're like solely responsible for the outcome, and and I love that so much. So, um, yeah, I think that's. That's a big one. It's like I, I I always like to see guys with the composure, you know, guys like, you know, Israel, GSP, John Jones, you know, they, they have that championship. Like when things are going wrong, they can fight to win a fight, you know, because I've seen people like dudes that just roll through everyone and dominate and destroy and knock dudes out and like first round, second round. But I mean – your casual fan likes that, you know, but for me, I've always like took inspiration by the guys that like, you know, see adversity and they, and I see that like, bro, this guy's, he's losing and they overcome that adversity and, and win the fight. They do what they can to win. And they, they that's, it that's, takes great composure to have, you know, that's crazy. So, so like for me, when I fight, I try to make sure that I'm composed at all times. Like, I might be getting lit up in the first round. I just try to make sure that I'm always in it, you know, like I don't lose hope. Because, um, yeah, a lot of guys do that, you know. It's it's all mental. They don't, they, when you're, when you're steamrolling guys, like let's say you go hard for 10 fights, you just roll for everyone and you get a guy that's not scared of you and he, he's willing to hit you back, you know you got to make sure you don't fold mm. and you, you stay in it. Cause yeah, a lot of guys don't have their composure. They're like, Oh, well, 
this I thought this guy was going to fold over because I like everyone the other ten guys I just smoked, and then when they don't, it's it's I always see guys you know start to break because they're just like oh shit I'm not I'm not winning now because. Mm. Because he's he's hitting me back, you know. Yeah, because you've been hyping yourself up. Yeah, yeah, and you've so been long. going on for so long doing it, and then you get a guy that's you know. That's why I like yeah the undefeated thing is like it's not a good thing nah, sometimes. Yeah, there's too nah. much pressure and like we look at Deontay Wilder. Yeah, you know, undefeated his whole career, knocking everybody out. Like I think it was like only one fight that went yeah. the distance, but like knocking everybody out, and then after that lost to Tyson Fury like he was just a different person man. <laughs> yeah. it was crazy like yeah. all the talk coming out yeah. the blame a good one's um, Ronda Rousey as well mm. yeah she was like the big one it was like whoa you know steamrolling everybody and like, didn't come back from mm. that so crazy man yeah I think there's like a lot to take away from a loss you know and I definitely took a lot away from mine, you know. A lot of learning, yeah, learning yeah. lessons that comes with it, bro. Crazy, man. We've come to the section now, brother. Wise words from the wise men. So, for the people who are watching and listening, Nev, um, if you got any, what advice do you have for them? Or you know, um, I I don't know. I think I covered quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> podcast. You you give like quite a bit of wisdom already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've. What is like the the main you know advice that you'd give people in general can be well it's up to you can be like for fighters, fighting fighters be, yeah or like young fighters mm. uh, it's pretty hard because i you know i'm still pretty young in this game i don't really like to give advice too much because <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of still learning as well but um you know just just back yourself like believe in yourself you know there's going to be times where you know everything's not going to go your way and you have to kind of hold on to that um you know when when all the chips are down you know i think holding on to just believing in yourself is going to pull through most definitely so that's probably and that's pretty my one that's pretty, that's pretty good advice other than all the other advice yeah. but that was there was already yeah. a lot of uh, a lot of wisdom <laughs> given in the podcast man and um just before we go uh so some of the things that's happening for you in the near future will be uh, the next one will be the fight in October. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, Doug's put me forward for the hundred kg eight man. Yes, in, in the king in the so, ring, hundred yeah. kg. Look out for that. We're is that for... uh, is is that one going through or? Yeah, yeah. I've I got told that there's ten fighters confirmed. Oh, so awesome. Yeah, looking forward to that. Look forward for two time. Yeah. Yeah. Two-time multi, oh sorry, different, you know, different weight class, was it? Yeah, what yeah, yeah. Uh, two weight class, yeah. uh, king in the ring. One champs, of very man. few double champs. So yeah, yeah. Hoping to get it. Um, yeah, look out for that. When when is that one set to be? Uh, uh, I'm not any? too sure. I just know it's in June. So. June, okay. Yeah. June. We're looking forward to that. The yeah. next king in the ring. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, so June and then your MMA debut, which would roughly be in... Uh, October. October. So that's pretty cool as yeah. well. Any other stuff that you're doing outside of... Uh, uh, not really. Just just mm. training and gelling into Auckland. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Just that's cool. It. <laughs> um, yeah, just last before we go, um, do you want to give any shout out to anyone? Sponsors uh, yeah. And just whatnot? want to shout out to my family back home. Um, everyone that's helped me along this journey, like from the Lion Pit, all the boxing gyms I used to train at. Um, 
all my sponsors, uh, Cody Warnock, strength and conditioning coach, uh, Sharpen Recovery, Jack. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Oh, yeah. Curtis, Curtis as well. Cody Swiggs, Curtis yes. Swiggs, <laughs> performance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, right. yeah. awesome awesome anyway um i don't want to keep you on any longer nev uh i just want to say thank you so much for coming down today no, doing the podcast with me and uh, man like i tell everyone man i look forward to see you do uh, big and great things man and i'm sure you know you like you don't need my good words or anything bro. <laughs> but i'm sure you're gonna sm- you know you're gonna go out there and smash and you know I, it seems to be from like from our uh, meetings and the conversations that we've had like there's nothing that's you know really gonna stop you from yeah. Once you have your mindset to it, like you kind of kind of know what you already want. And you're yeah. gonna go get it, man. And uh, I hope to be uh you know in some in a small little part part of that journey for you, man. And uh, yeah, bro, look at, looking forward to see you do this cool stuff, man. Yeah, thank you very much, brother. All good, bro. Boom. And uh, guys, uh, if you've stayed this far, thank you very much for watching, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Boom. Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at The Ali Channel. We'll see you soon.